got to do it himself. Thomas, shake, crossover, step back. And DeBrosa, young, safe, and Washington wins it. Taking nobody home, picked off by Miller, goes ahead, lanes on the other wing. He finds oh! Good morning out there, all of my March Madness children and children of March, and I, I hope you're doing well. I hope the Lord's blessing you well on this fine day. It is March 9th, 2022, the year of our Lord, when you are listening to this, and March is in full swing. I, I hope everyone's doing well. I hope everyone's hitting their bets, because we are all we are all children of the March this year, Ben, and... It's going to be a fun March, and it's already been a fun March, but we have so many conference tournaments to go over. Um, but any thoughts before we dive in? Because that's what this episode is going to be all about. It's going to be all about the conference tournaments that haven't started. You know, who's probably going to win it? What's going to be the best bet? Should you watch it? We're going to have it all coming up next. Um, Just a few thoughts the last couple of days. Very happy for Chattanooga. The ending of the game was incredible. Very sad for Bellarmine, who had an incredible season, incredible tournament, and they're not going to be able to compete in the NCAAs. And uh, South Dakota State finished off their perfect conference season. So it was great to see them get to compete for uh, in the tournament. Yeah, and there was a certain brouhaha going on in the Bryant-Wagner championship game tonight. I will say I love that these small um, – these small conferences put the championship games in the arena of the home team. I think it's so fun. Uh, it, it, you, you get a lot of really cool atmospheres that you wouldn't ordinarily get if it was just played at a neutral site. You know, um, I, I, I think that's why Bellarmine, maybe if this game's played at a neutral site, not to say Bellarmine would, would throw in the towel, but maybe they're less motivated when Jacksonville starts to come back. And, um, you know, I, I think playing in the Freedom Hall, which is one of the biggest arenas in all of college basketball, I mean, they're going to they fill it up. They're what gonna... I learned today watching the Bellarmine game, because they had a former coach on who was announcing the game, actually. Former home of the Kentucky Colonels, or I think it's Kentucky Colonels, the yeah. ABA team. Yeah. I didn't know that. And then they have decreased the size. It does hold like 20-something thousand, but for – the college basketball games, they decrease it to like 7,000. They close off certain sections. 
Still, I mean, still, still great to see, you know, and um, Kentucky Colonels, that was the team that Monix, the point guard and semi-pro came from. Fun really? fact. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact. Well, they were saying artist Gilmore was, uh, yeah, he was, I, was I on that team Gilmore and he fan. was on the radio call for Jacksonville. Really? That's wow. what they said. Wow. And then there was another really good, um, uh, Dan Weisel. Dan Weisel okay. was on the Kentucky Colonels too, and he went to Bellarmine and he was in the house watching the game. It was incredible. Or is it Dan Weasel? I don't know. I like that. And then the other yeah. fun fact I learned watching the game today was the uh, the owner and like head chairman of the uh, Churchill Downs, which is literally down the street from Bellarmine, also went to Bellarmine. We need to find out if it's Bellarmine or Bellarmine. Doesn't matter to me. I'll say it however I want to. <laughs> All right. I will say, in? yeah. I, I, I mean, just shout out to them though. It it, it takes a lot of. I, uh, here's the thing about Bellarmine. If like just high level, if you were like, who is this team? Why are they disqualified? Extremely high level, a thousand you know feet in the air viewpoint. Number one, they they do not pass like they they do not dribble the ball. Like they essentially are just passing constantly in the half court. That is what they do. Um, they have a really impressive offense. They're eighty. They were only eighty third in offensive efficiency. Um, but when you consider the fact that they they came into the league this year and and you know, last year, were, last year, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, they came into the NCA last year, and you know this is their second season. But the the thing that I really stuck out, and and this is kind of why their metrics are what they are. They, they weren't afraid to play anyone, and that's what I loved about them so much this year. They opened up this season at Purdue, at Murray State, at St. Mary's, at Gonzaga, neutral UCLA. And, yes, obviously they lost all five of those games. So they start 0-5, and, and I think a lot of people look at their record and they say, you know, they came into the tournament 17-13, and 13, right? But there's no world where Bellman was going to win those five games, right? But they got that experience, and – if you go back into the archives, that's what we talked about. This experience is gonna is gonna play dividends, and they're gonna potentially. We thought they they might win the league in the regular season. They end up winning the tournament, and you know it's 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 been a really great season for them. So I do want to just highlight them on the on the show. But yeah, let's get right into it. We'll start with the AAC. Uh, so Houston is the favorite to win this, uh, and yes, I do say Houston with like the Y. Uh, that's how I say it. I, I we we get shit on all the time for our pronunciations. I get it, um, but no, I, I I say Houston. I don't say the Houston. That's ridiculous. It's Houston, but Houston is the favorite at minus one thirty five, and then we have Memphis at plus three fifty, SMU plus seven hundred, Tulane plus twenty three hundred, Central Florida plus twenty seven hundred, Wichita State plus twenty seven hundred, and so forth of Cincinnati at plus three thousand. Um, high level, Ben, what you thinking? Um, you know, when it comes to the AAC, there's probably gonna be three tournament teams or there's gonna be two definite tournament teams in Houston and Memphis. And then the other one we're gonna be talking about is SMU. And I like the hungry dog, you know, hungry dogs run. And I think this SMU team is, they know they have to win. I think at least two games, I think they're going to have to win their first game against the winner of Wichita state and Tulsa. And then they're going to have to win that Memphis game to get in. So I think they'll be really, really motivated. They've played well against Houston this year. And uh, I like SMU to win the tournament. And I'll take that plus 700 for probably half a unit. And, you know, I think 
that I think they're primed to go, and I think they really, really need it, and they know they do. Yeah, I'm, I'm staying away from this. I, I, I haven't been able to read the AAC all year long. I've just been observing from afar. It's a madhouse in there. Uh, Tulane could muck it up. Tulane could easily beat NSMU or Memphis, you know, led by Jalen Cook, Walker, Walker High School shout out. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm going to stay away from this, but I, I like Houston to win it. And but I do agree with you best bets, probably SMU um, in terms of watchability. Yeah. I, I'd probably watch this to at least the semifinals and on, on to the eight ten. Yeah. The eight ten. 10 uh, Davidson won the, the regular season title, but they're not the favorites going into the tournament. Remind me again who are the favorites. I believe it's Dayton, correct? Dayton, yeah. We got Dayton at plus 270, BCU at plus 440, St. Bonnie's at plus 440, Davidson at plus 440, St. Louis at plus 700, Richmond at plus 850, and then it takes a drop off George Mason at plus 1800. And I'm not reading the rest of these. Um, so, yeah, I, Dayton's the favorite. Um, I mean, you know, everyone early in this season remembers Dayton beating Kansas. But I, I like your winner. I, I you know, I, I'm looking at the at the sheet right now. I, I love who you have to win it. BCU at plus 440. That's your best bet, and that's your winner. Um, so I, in order to just not copy you, I'm gonna say Davidson's gonna win this, and I like St. Louis as a potential best bet at plus 700. This is gonna be a really fun tournament. You should definitely watch the A10. There's a lot of really good teams in this um you know to me there's six teams that could easily win this from dayton at plus 270 to richmond at plus 850 this is going to be a really fun tournament um and the bonnies could definitely make some noise yeah i just think vcu kind of similar to smu vcu still has a chance to make this tournament as an automatic qualifier they've been playing really really well over the last couple weeks of the season and uh I just like their matchups in this tournament as well. This looks like they're going to play Richmond in the quarterfinals. I like how that matchup favors them. And then they're headed for a semifinal game against Dayton, probably. You know, two teams who play really similarly. But I just think VCU probably has a little more offensive ta- talent than Dayton. And, uh, you know, whoever makes it to the final is whoever makes it to the final. But I just like the way they're playing. I think they're going to be hungry. They know. That they if they can win that Dayton game, I think that'll probably get them in the tournament or really close. And so, you know, they know that headed in. And uh, I, I like VCU a lot. I think they're playing really well lately. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would I'd probably wager a half unit on St. Louis, VCU, and Davidson uh, for my, for my futures. On to the Big Twelve, Kansas. I mean, I, I feel like. It's just deaf taxes and Kansas winning the Big 12 tournament. So uh, I, I kind of have Kansas winning this thing. But TCU, best bet at plus 1,600. And Texas Tech, some pretty good value at plus 390. I also like their setup in the bracket here. You know, they have, even though they've lost to TCU and TCU played them well the second time as well, they have Texas and TCU on their side, while Baylor and Texas Tech are on the other side, who I would really be worried about. So, you know, they can kind of duke it out against each other in the other semifinal and uh, Kansas can kind of clean up the slop in the final. I think I think you're right. Bill Self always has his guys ready to play in the Big 12 tournament. I'm not sure what it is. They travel really well. It's in Kansas City, correct? I believe so. Yeah, yeah so they travel really well. The fan base does, and they always play really well in the tournament. So I do like them. 
But I did list TCU as my best bet as well, just because those are huge odds for a team who, you know, if they can get past Texas, have played Kansas very, very well. They just match up, it seems, uh, well against this Kansas team. So I think they deserve a shot. Uh, this is definitely something you should watch, and I'd probably put a half unit on that TCU at plus 1,600 and maybe a half unit on uh, Texas Tech as well, but probably a full unit or maybe even two units on Kansas to yeah, the, even it out. This Texas-TCU game will be really fun to watch on Thursday, and then the semifinal is going to be awesome. They're going to be really good basketball, good hard physical Big 12 play. Well, Moving on to the big sky where, to me, it's definitely Montana State's to lose. They're, they're the favorites at plus 190. Uh, other good value I see is, is Weber State at plus 410. But besides that, I don't, I don't really have a good feel for the big sky. Maybe take a flyer at Northern Colorado. I've seen some plus 600s. You can probably get it at plus 550. Yeah, I think this is Montana State's as well. They've been the most consistent, the most dominant team all conference season, and I don't really see any reason for that to change. Um, you know, Weaver started off really hot this season, it dissipated down the stretch or even towards the middle of the year. So I just like Montana State. I think they have the best coaching in this conference, and uh, they've played the most consistent basketball on both sides of the floor, if you ask me. You think they end up being like a 15 seed? Yeah, they're going to be a 15. They're not going to be higher than that, I would guess. Yeah, probably not. Uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't touch any team that comes out of this. But speaking of teams where you're probably going to be betting on come, come March, the Big Ten. So this is definitely a, uh, a, a kind of a wide-open race, honestly. I, I, I have Illinois to win it. Um, they won it last year and I kind of expect them to, to do the same to me, their style of play just matches up really well in a tournament setting in the big 10, in the big 10, in the NCAA tournament, um, Brad Underwood does other things and he can't defend a Princeton offense, but that's neither here nor there. So I, I, I think they're playing really good ball right now. I like Illinois to win it. Um, he, so yeah, and I, I will say best odds, though, Wisconsin at plus 800. This this feels like a very Wisconsin thing to do where they're going to exert all their energy to win the, the the Big Ten tournament because now they're tied with Illinois for the conference uh, regular season because they lost to Nebraska, which you shouldn't lose to Nebraska if you don't want that to happen. I could really see them winning the tournament and then losing first round in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I think you kind of have that spot on with Wisconsin. I think they will be very, very motivated to uh, win this tournament. I picked Iowa to win the tournament. I like the way Iowa was playing basketball. They easily could have won that last game at Illinois and uh, ruined their celebration of the regular season title. Keegan Murray is playing at an incredible level right now. I mean... I, I, I think whenever you're looking at players who can really take over the tournament and really make a big story for themselves, and in Keegan Murray's case, rise up draft boards for the NBA, I think Keegan Murray's not far down that list. He's playing just at such a high level, not just scoring-wise, but also you know defensively he's really upped his game after not playing much defense to start the year. 
And uh, playmaking-wise, he's been a lot better this season as well. And the, the rest of his team's really stepped up. Bohannon's been playing really good basketball as well. So I just like the way I was playing basketball. And then I put Rutgers in my best bet at plus 1,900. That's just huge odds for a team that has beaten every single one of these teams that you would pick to win. I, I know it's at home. I know it's in Piscataway. But I've seen this team beat all of these teams. And plus 1,900 is just huge odds i was i was gonna ask you is it, is it in the journey jersey mike's arena no if it was they, <laughs> they'd be the favorite they'd be even odds yeah and <laughs> they are the four seed though so, so they they finished pretty well in the standings and um you know they're gonna play iowa and then they're gonna play illinois if they're gonna have a chance to get to the title game but uh they played very well but versus both of those teams this year and uh ron harper jr's big time player and he'll take some big time shots yeah, well, shout out to the Big West uh, because that's our next conference, a conference with, I'd argue, some of the best nicknames in all of college sports. Um, aren't Isn't Long Beach the Dirtbags? Yes. Yes, and then isn't is Santa Barbara the Banana Slugs? No, I think that the Gauchos. That's right, that's right. And then UC Irvine's the Anteaters, though. Yeah, uh, Bakersfield is the Banana Slugs, I think. Yeah, just, I mean, just some great names in, in the Big West. Uh, but in terms of who's going to win this, I like UC Irvine. They're, they've been the most consistent basketball program in the Big West. They're probably going to go back. I will say UC Santa Barbara at plus 410 is pretty decent odds, and I would maybe consider taking a flyer on that. This is definitely a tournament you're going to want to watch in the championship uh same thing with the big sky you know big 10 is going to be a conference tournament where you're going to want, want to watch throughout just to learn about the teams but yeah i i don't i don't have a great feel for the for the big west it's 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 kind of a down year i'm not gonna lie i, I wouldn't touch really any of these teams in the first round i'd be pretty surprised if they win so that being said you should you should place a hefty wager on whoever wins this conference tournament in the first round yeah, I think UC Irvine has probably been the best team all year, so I'd pick them as a winner. Uh, the team that looked like they were going to be the best team and probably till about three-fourths of the way through the season was Long Beach State, who had been really good on both sides of the floor, especially offensively in this conference. And so I think them at plus 480 to kind of reclaim their form in the conference tournament and uh, find their place in the NCAA tournament is not bad odds at all. Um. Another big conference that we haven't talked about is the Big East. The Big East has a lot of teams, I think, that could win it this year. I mean, Providence won the regular season. They're not. No one likes Providence. No one likes Providence in the public and the media, and they don't like them in Vegas. They never give enough, uh, enough respect. Are you willing to give Providence any respect, Casey? I love, I love this Providence team. I really do. I think Ed Cooley is one of the best coaches in the country. And I, everyone everyone thinks like winning close games is a bad thing. Winning close games means you're a good team. And I, I get it. Sometimes it, it goes the other way and no one's going to go the wrong way at the wrong time. But that doesn't take away from this team. And they're a very good team. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be shocked if they won if they won the conference tournament here. I wouldn't Would be you? shocked either. 
No, but I think the team that has the highest ceiling in this conference is UConn. Uh, they just have so many bodies they can throw at you. Sonogo's been in some All-American talks. He's been really good when he's been on the floor. They have a great experienced point guard. And um, whenever push comes to shove, I just I just like UConn. I like their coaching. I like their guards. And then Sonogo is really a difference maker for me. But uh, the best bet, I think, I think there's a lot of really good value bets in this conference tournament. I think a lot of these teams, I mean, you can even go to Creighton and Marquette, even a team like St. John's can get hot scoring the basketball, I think. But uh, the one I picked was Seton Hall. I just think Seton Hall has a layup in the first game against Georgetown. And then they actually match up pretty well against UConn. I believe they beat them earlier in the season. That would be their next matchup. And so... I like Seton Hall as a at plus sixteen hundred. Those are just very very long odds for me for a team who's really really talented, and um, you know has shown they can do some things against the better teams in the conference. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, also, I want to say, oh how the mighty have fallen with Xavier at plus nineteen hundred. That was a team uh, that you do you remember this? Yeah, you. I don't- you- I still liked Xavier up until like a month ago. They just haven't, they just haven't put any good performances together. Really, Ben Ben had him in a sleeper Final Four in like like December. I want to say. I still have a ten dollar bet on Xavier to get a Final Four. It's okay. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> they just have a lot of guards. A lot of guards who have played a lot of college basketball, and I like yeah. those teams. And then yeah. their bigs can really shoot the basketball. So. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Xavier Xavier sets up well in this tournament against Butler and then getting Providence, who they have some good mismatches against. Before we move on, we didn't even mention uh, Villanova. But, yeah, I mean, I I could easily see Nova winning it. Yeah, I I, I can easily see Nova winning it. But at plus 165, that does not move the needle for me at all. I'd probably be betting UConn individual games, and I'd – maybe put a half unit on Providence at plus 500 on to a very fun conference in the CUSA. We have conference USA. Conference USA is a, it's kind of a two horse race. Uh, A lot of people thought it would be a three horse race. The thing is LaTeX has kind of fallen on their face. In conference play, they're only 21 and nine overall. So you might say, hey, you know, that's not really that bad, but they've taken some pretty bad losses in conference play and they really didn't rise as much as you thought they would. That that FAU loss really sticks out. And when they played the cream of the crop in UAB in North Texas, they weren't really able to do much. They were pretty outmatched. They also had a bad home loss to to utep which is not great because they, they have a great home court advantage you know 14th in ken palm on their home court advantage um the thomas assembly center in ruston is definitely a raucous environment but who do you like to win this again i i favor the teams who have been more consistent all years and not necessarily the teams who have had bigger high points in north texas has just been extremely consistent um you know, they've played really well against La Tech and UAB. I think the other really t- talented teams in this conference at plus 195, I actually think that's pretty good value for a team who I think is clear cut 
uh, showed that they were the best during the conference season. I know UAB is favored, and I mean, I love UAB. They have great talent. They have great guards, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if they win, but I would favor North Texas. Yeah, UAB, you know, they're definitely a great team. They're 52 in Ken Palm. Uh, net nets around there as well. They they went and they, and they played some decent teams in the non-con with Moorhead State, South Carolina, San Francisco, West Virginia, but their lows have like like you said have just been awful. Losing to Marshall, Rice, and Old Dominion those are those are terrible losses. And I think I agree with you. North Texas is way more consistent, and they've kind of been there and done that. They've returned a lot of the guards from from that team from last year, so yeah, at plus one ninety five, that's very tantalizing. And I would probably put a unit on them at plus one ninety five. Something I'd put a half unit on maybe is La Tech at plus eight fifty because they just have one of the best players in uh, the tournament and really maybe even in the country in Kenneth Lofton. So I, I wouldn't mind uh, putting a half unit on plus plus eight fifty La Tech. I'd give this definitely. A must watch. Yeah, I think uh, you should watch some of these games. They're really talented teams in this conference. Even outside of these teams, teams like Middle Tennessee and FAU have a lot of offensive talent. Specifically, FAU can really shoot the basketball when they're on. So, you know, from the quarterfinals on, I think you'll see some pretty good games in the QSA tournament. The next tournament is the Ivy League, which is different because it's just a four-team playoff, I believe. And uh, so not a lot of teams to look at here. It's Yale, Princeton, Cornell, and then the fourth team, I forget who it is, but I think it's Yale or Princeton. I mean, these two teams have been at the top of the conference all year, and they've just been the best. I really like Yale. I just like Swain. The other team is Pennsylvania. I just really like Swain. Uh, I I think he's the best player in the conference. I'm not sure if he won the player of the conference or not, but – just eyeball test watching him. He's just awesome, man. He can create his own shot. He can create shots for others. I watched him play against Vermont. He hung with those guys the whole game. And um, I, I like when their push comes to shove, I really like uh, Swain, Azar Swain, the senior. I just think he's going to get it done whenever whenever it gets tough. Average almost 19 points a game this year. And I don't know. I mean, Princeton's right there too. Princeton's a great basketball team as well. I just don't know the value of Princeton. There's not a lot. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to bet this, then I agree. If you bet bet Yale at plus two sixty, or maybe even take a flyer at, at with Cornell at plus nine fifty, you only have to win two games. I mean, it's not it's just two games. It, I, I'd kind of err more on the side of, of taking some risk here. I, I'm not personally going to bet it, but if you are, definitely don't bet the favorite. Moving on to the MEAC, where you should bet the favorite. I definitely would put a unit on Norfolk here. What's 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 the odds that you're seeing on there? I, I've seen a lot of different ones. Uh, what do you have for the MEAC? I'm seeing minus 190, and I, I'd still yeah, take that. That's like, about even right. As, even as heavily favored as they are, I, I mean – Norfolk's kind of clearing above the best team in the MEAC. The only other team I would maybe consider would be Howard at plus 450. But you like this Morgan State team. Why? Yeah, I like the way this Morgan State team is playing. Um, Early in the season, they were probably better than they are right now. But 
you know, lately they've been really scoring the basketball at an efficient clip, and they have really great coaching staff who gets them ready for these games. They always look prepared out there. Uh, I like their matchup a lot against South Carolina State. I think that they're a far better team than them. And, um, I mean, someone's going to have to knock, knock off Norfolk, and why can't it be Morgan State? I like them more than Howard. I like them more than North Carolina Central. And so I think they're at really good odds of plus 1,400. I mean, Norfolk, I, I think, is going to win. I think they've showed that they're the class of this conference. But if you want to take a shot, I would I'll take a shot at uh, Morgan State. The next conference is the MAC, which the wrong, not the wrong team, but the team we didn't think has been dominant all year, and that has been Toledo. Coming into the year, we thought we've talked about Ohio. I feel like it nauseum, and they're really good guards and uh, they're really good forwards. But Toledo's just absolutely dominated them both times. The surprise has really been Kent State, who finished second in this conference, a very ascendant year for the Golden Flashes. And I actually like the way this this bracket sets up for them. They've they've beaten Ohio and they've played really well against Ohio. I don't really like how Toledo has played Buffalo in the second game. I'd I'd rather play one of these other teams like these Ball State or even Ohio. I think Buffalo has a really tough team. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's hard to deny Toledo. I just think they've really put together this year and they've been really, really dominant in some of these games, specifically the two games versus Ohio. I mean, just absolute blowouts on the home, at home and on the road. It's It's been very impressive. To me, this is going to be a tournament where you're definitely going to want to watch. Uh, I, I'd say from the from the jump, um, I, I'd watch all these games, and I'd probably – I'd probably be betting Toledo individually, you know, maybe, maybe look at their team total overs. Uh, definitely bet them on the spread if, if you like the number there and then throw them in some money line parlays here. And then Buffalo and Akron, that's going to be a great game. Those are two teams that could potentially win the tournament. So I'd, I'd watch this game through and through. I like Kent state with the best value to win it at plus five fifty. just, you know, it, we've discussed Kent State a few times this year and and their two-headed monster is definitely going to get it done. So I'm going to go with Kent State with a half unit and Toledo at plus 165. To me, that's definitely worth a full unit. I, I really like this Toledo team. I, I think Ohio could also get bounced early, by the way. Yeah, I mean... I could see Ohio getting bounced early and winning the whole thing. They've just been so up and they've kind of been almost like Alabama of this conference, just really up and down this season. They've won one games by 30 points and then they've played some better teams or even weaker teams than them and just had inexplicable losses. So I don't know what to do with Ohio at this point. Yeah. Well, let's talk about my favorite coach in college basketball, Rick Pitino and the Metro Atlantic American Conference, or the Athletic Conference. I never know. But I think it's the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. But it is. Iona is heavy favorites coming in. And for that reason, I wouldn't bet Iona. I would not bet Iona to win it. I would be betting Iona on an individual game basis and just bankrolling it over. Um, what, what did you see Iona at? Uh, it was around even, I believe. Okay. But um, the, the the best value is definitely Mom at plus six fifty. That's the only other team I really see ousting them. 
Yeah, they've just been. I just, I would only put a half unit on this. So they've just been. You're saying they're up and down. They've just been down ever since they started conference play. Even, I mean, they've won a lot of games in the conference, but I, I just haven't been impressed with them at all. They started off the season so hot, man. That they beat Towson, they beat St. Joseph, they beat Princeton, they beat. Cincinnati, they beat Yale, they beat Pittsburgh, they beat Colgate, all teams we've been talking about all year, really, really good basketball teams, and they beat all of them. So you know they have the talent. They have George Pappas, the really experienced, talented offensive guard. And I, I think they're worth a shot just because you know that they have the talent on the basketball team, and maybe they can put it together for a three-game run. I mean, it's just three games. You can put it together three days in a row for a three-day run. Didn't get it done. They they didn't have a really great showing against Iona last time out, which worries me. But you know, anything can happen when you get on these neutral courts. You know, new things to look at, new backboards, new backdrops, and anything can happen. But I think Iowa should definitely be the favorite. It feels like Rick Pitino is not going to let this opportunity slip. What's Fairfield at? Fairfield. Fairfield's one of my favorite teams because my boy Jacob Wojak. Who was the starting point guard at uh, uh, Richmond his first year, and then he got bounced. I love the Fairfield Stags; they're a pretty good seven seed. Yeah, they're not bad in the middle of the pack. They actually played they pretty well. Have, uh, they also have one of my favorite players, uh, Supreme Cook. Great yes, name. fire name alert. They actually played pretty well against Iona the the time they played them this year, but um. You know, St. Peter's been really good. Who's who they play next? So I, I don't like anybody on that bottom side of the bracket, though. I think it's going to be Iona. If it's not Iona, it's probably be Monmouth. Okay. So the next one also, is getting, I would not. Yeah. I would. I would not touch any of these teams in the in the NCAA tournament no. unless it's Iona. I wouldn't even touch Iona because I, I think they're too they're too public at this point. I, I don't think you're going to get the value you should. I think everyone wants to bet on Iona. They're probably going to be a 12. If not a 12, they're going to be a 13. Everyone's going to bet on him. Everyone's going to bet on Rick Pitino plus 12 points or plus 9 points or whatever against a 5 seed. And uh, I don't think you you're going to get the bracket, value. Though? It would depend on the matchup for sure. Um I agree. They have Nelly Joseph Jr., who can be a matchup problem for some teams. So, you know, if you don't have a, a big that can really move and stay in front of a, a mobile guy like Nelly Joseph Jr., then, yeah, they could possibly spring upset. Yeah, well, let's go to our favorite conference of the, of the year, really, this Mountain West Conference. This Mountain West, I mean, it's been – it, it's been a slugfest sheer. Um, some some people say it's four teams because those four teams have kind of some cemented themselves into the NCAA tournament, uh, really at, with at large bids. Uh, but there's also Fresno State and UNLV who could potentially bid steal from someone. Uh, who, who do you like to win it here? I just like the way San Diego State's been playing basketball the last month, month and a half. I think they've rolled off nine out of ten in the conference season. Matt Bradley's playing really incredible basketball, man. I mean, he's doing some stuff that right now I've only seen out of like LeBron James, like the the long mid-range back down turnaround jumpers off the opposite leg, some long three-pointers he's hoisting. Just 
incredible. And he's kind of carrying the team. You know, we've seen Pulliam make some really big shots at the end of the games, which has helped him a lot. At all, uh, a lot. But when you, when you think of San Diego State, when you think of most of the teams in this conference, it's about defense, man. And uh, they've been playing really, really great defense. And another team that plays really good defense and also has a game-baking player would be Fresno State and Orlando Robinson, who I think is worth a good shot at plus 1,100. They get San Diego State in the second game if they can move past their first game against uh, San Jose State, who's been terrible this year. They should kill them. And, uh, you know, they played San Diego State last week. They played really, really well. They, they might have should have won the game at the end. Orlando Robinson was incredible. They played great defense on Matt Bradley for most of the game. He was still making shots, but they still played really good defense on him. And so, I mean, if I were going to pick them against any of these four teams, it would be against San Diego State the way I saw them play against last week. And then once you get to the semifinals, man, this is going to be some fun basketball to watch. Any of these teams are going to be playing, even if you know V upsets Wyoming, you know it's a great team. I mean, I wouldn't be that surprised if you told me UNLV just went out and won the whole thing. I, I would not especially on a especially in basically Vegas. on their yeah, it's in basically ba- home tournament for them. And they've played really well at home this year, knocking off a bunch of the big teams in the conference. Yeah, this is this is gonna be a must watch tournament for me. And I I, I it'd be for everyone. I, it, it really should be. I, I, I love San Diego State at plus three thirty. Um, other other one that I'll be looking at would be Colorado State at plus three thirty. I'm probably gonna put a unit on San Diego State just because defense defense just plays so well in March. Maybe look at a long shot if you're not gonna take Fresno State because I I'm probably gonna sprinkle half unit on Fresno State, but I, long shot for the value Wyoming at plus six hundred just because the the game changing point guard that hunter maldonado is and maybe just maybe the wyoming head coach will start posting him up instead of forcing graham ek to make some really difficult passes i will say wyoming has to win that first game if they don't win that first game against unlv they're gonna miss the tournament really i think they're gonna miss it if they lose that game they're gonna miss the tournament there's not enough spots to them there's gonna be bid stealers they're gonna miss the tournament if they win that game they have to win that game avoid another I don't know if it'll be a quad two or quad three loss but it's not gonna look great for them once they get that one I would feel a little bit better about them and then going against Boise who they've actually played really well against this year and I think they match up well against I would feel good about them but uh, they have to win that first game so I think they'll come out really determined to win that game. I love it. Well, on to the inferior uh, West Coast Conference, the Pac-12. Uh, inferior, except for Arizona, who is minus 135, and they're probably going to win this. Arizona's just a bunch of buzzsaw. I get it. They they lost to Colorado, who is plus 4,500, which is insane value. There are some insane long shots if you just want to sprinkle some some especially Oregon at plus twelve hundred. That's one I'm definitely going to sprinkle a half unit on. Uh, I, I would I would at least watch from the semis on, maybe even the quarters on, uh, just to kind of see Arizona and observe UCLA and USC in a competitive fashion as well. Yeah, Arizona responded after that loss to Colorado by just absolutely spanking USC, Stanford, and California back to back to back and. They just look like they're rolling on both sides of the floor. Whenever Kirk Creese is shooting the ball well, this team is damn near unstoppable. I mean, 
they have him and Matherin as offensive juggernauts in the backcourt, and they have Larson running the floor along with their other big man and Coloco finishing up around the rim and blocking shots. And uh, I put two units on Arizona to win this tournament. I The two games they lost, the Colorado game, I feel like was a little bit fluky. I feel like it was a home court thing. Colorado played by far their best game this season. Arizona didn't really shoot the ball or take care of the ball all that well. And um, the UCLA game, UCLA just could not miss in that game. And Arizona couldn't make a three. I want to say they started over. 12 to start the game from three in the UCLA game. So it really takes, I think, an abnormal performance from Arizona to lose the game to any of these teams. You know what it was, though? Arizona was just spooked because I was there. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> they were just intimidating. Well, let's go to the best conference in the South besides the Big 12, the SEC. You and I both said we, we stared at this board for a good five, ten minutes because – I really don't know how I feel about the the SEC tournament. It's it's always such a crapshoot, and and you're really going to get some good value here. Um, I'd stay away from Kentucky and Auburn. I, I don't like the value for them as much, but I, I, I'd get it if you want to take a flyer. I love Tennessee at plus three eighty. I think that's great value, and Arkansas at plus seven hundred. I'm I'm going to say Tennessee is going to win it. I'm going to put a half unit on Tennessee, and then another half unit on Arkansas, uh, and then. I will most likely bet on tennis on um, Kentucky and Auburn individually throughout the tournament. What say you, Ben? Yeah, I stared at this for probably 10 minutes this afternoon. I just don't know what to think of it. I mean, I could see anyone from Auburn down to LSU or even Alabama winning this tournament. I just think there's a lot of possibilities. We've seen a lot of these teams play each other, beat each other, then lose to each other. It just seems like a very, very intriguing tournament. This has to be, uh, this might be my favorite tournament to watch, not just because we're biased by LSU, but all these teams seem to match up very well against each other. And then they've all played really well and really poorly against each other. It's just very, very confounding. And uh, I think Tennessee, I think Tennessee, you're right, is the hot hand at this point. You know, I just, They've been shooting the ball really well. Viscavi's been really taking care of the basketball. Kenny Chandler's been stepping up his game as the season's gone along. Josiah James Jordan's been shooting the ball really well, and uh, I think they figured it out their big man rotation at this point of the season. They've been playing some really, really good basketball. They're going to get a layup against South Carolina and Mississippi State, I believe, in the first round or their first round. I think the game of the tournament is going to be this LSU Arkansas game. I think LSU after that loss in Bud Walton, both of them. Yeah. But after the loss in Bud Walton, where the referee and really didn't go their way, I thought they played really well. I'm sure will felt good about the way they played that game. I think they're going to come out with a lot of determination. I think Arkansas is going to be really motivated. Arkansas really wants to be a top four seed in the tournament. I just think we're going to get a classic on LSU and Arkansas. Looks like it's gonna be Friday afternoon, but uh, I didn't even put anything for the best bet. I have no clue who's gonna win this tournament. I don't think Alabama's a bad look at plus sixteen hundred or whatever they are. I mean, who's who's to say they can't shoot the lights out for three games and win the tournament? I have no idea. What I do know, Ben, is that I'm gonna I'm gonna beat ESPN to the punch. 
for a a stat because Kentucky, the women's team, won the SEC tournament. And I think Kentucky, the men's team, might also have a shot to win the SEC tournament. So I'm going to try to harp and find when the last time both this happened or if it's ever happened because just looking at the last 20 years, it it doesn't seem – like it has happened. So I'm going to do some research on that tonight and uh, get back to y'all. But I like Kentucky to win it. Best bets, Tennessee and Arkansas. I like yeah, Kentucky to win it. Arkansas just, is a bad look at all. I, I like Kentucky just to win it. Now Now that I remembered uh, their their um, girls team won it, I, I, I could easily see the Kentucky juju and the propaganda that is Cal. Let's go to uh, another elite Southern conference with a lot of history. The Southland. Uh, we have Nichols at heavy favorites with plus 125 odds. And after that, the best odds, a team that you love, you've been on this team all, all year long, the UNO privateers. Yeah, I think UNO is probably a good look just because they have the best player in the conference in my eyes. I know he didn't win conference player of the year. I just love Derek St. Hilaire. I just think that he's an incredible scorer. I really think he could find a place possibly on the end of the bench in an NBA team or in the G League. I just think he's really, really talented, and it's really on the rest of the team to step up and play a little bit of defense, I think, which is a lot of teams in this conference. You're looking for a little bit of defense from a lot of teams, but I don't like, or I don't like for you to know that they, that Nichols and Southeastern get a double buy and New Orleans only gets one buy. Now they're going to play the winner of Northwestern and McNeese, which I think they should handle. But, um, you know, Nichols has been really good all year. I think you have to favor Nichols at this point. They've just shown that they are the best team in this conference. Last time they played UNO, they, they really beat them pretty handily. So I just think UNO at plus 410, whenever you have the best player on the floor offensively, is, is probably a good look. Top three teams from the boot. That's all I got to say about it. Oh, they are for sure. Also, wait, before we move on from the Southland, we do have to give a quick shout out to that McNeese State Houston Baptist game. Um, if you didn't see, Houston Baptist and McNeese State went to quadruple overtime. That's four. Uh, if you're, you know, you don't, you just don't know, get it. Uh, I think it was 149 to one. I think it was higher than that. I think it was higher than that. I thought it was in the 150s. Oh my God. Let, Let me look at it. I, I believe it was like 157 to 152. One, yeah, no, no, it was 149, 144. Okay. Quadruple overtime. Um, I mean, so if you're looking for a conference to just sit back, you know, this conference will have the most points scored and just bet some overs. This is your conference. So definitely, if you want, if you love overs, watch this conference. On to a, you know, actually historical. Uh, <laughs> Southern Conference, we have the SWAC. And with the SWAC, we also have, guess what? Great Louisiana teams. I love Southern. I'm going to pick Southern to win it. I'm actually going to switch my pick from Texas Southern uh, because I do think Texas Southern has pretty good pretty good value as a number one seed at, pl at plus 190. 
but the value for Southern's just too much. Um, I, I've seen Southern at plus 300 and some sites at plus 350. So I, I would, I definitely put a unit on Southern. I like Southern as well. I think that um, they have a very, very good coaching staff. They always come prepared for their games. It's hard to ignore Alcorn, who won the uh, won the regular season title at plus three fifty as the third best odds. I think I'm going to put a half unit on that. I think that deserves a look at. I mean, it's a little bit of disrespect. I think to have them as the third best odds. But it does seem like Southern is the more talented team in this conference, especially on the offensive side of the ball. They just have a lot of guys who can get it done and put the ball in the basket. But I actually think this is a pretty, this is a pretty dang watchable conference tournament. I think Texas Southern, Southern, if they play each other second round, they've played really good games against each other this year. And then Alcorn State versus either Florida A&M or Alabama A&M is also going to be a pretty good uh, semifinal. So... I actually think this is a conference tournament you should keep your eye on. Yep, 100%. Well, our last conference tournament, we have the WAC, the Western Athletic Conference. And for me, this conference really starts and ends with one team, and it's New Mexico State. And it can really start and end with one player, too, and that's Teddy Allen, the former West Virginia Mountaineer. He's he's really the cream of the crop in this conference. He's I, fourth year, fifth year, twelfth year. I I don't know. He's been in college for so long. Um, yeah, New Mexico State at plus one forty. I'd I'd probably put a put a unit on this. Yeah, I like them as well. I think they have the best player in the conference, like you said. I like the way that they've played against uh, the bigger teams in this conference. They've had some puzzling losses to some of the. Not great teams in this conference, but they have played without some of their best players, including Teddy Allen in some of these games. Um, the last time I watched this team was two weeks ago against Seattle. They played really, really well at Seattle. It just seems like when the games got big in this conference, they always stepped up to the plate. And um, yeah, I like them. Uh, I also like how they get an automatic uh, buy all the way to the semifinal along with Seattle. So um, I think that favors them. They also look to get the great winner of the Grand Canyon game as opposed to the winner of the Stephen F. Austin game, which I also like how that matches up for them against Grand Canyon because they have lost to Stephen F. Austin this year, who's a very good defensive team and um, always going to be well coached as Stephen F. Austin. But I think New Mexico State's to play here. I'll put a full unit on this at plus 140. I think it's pretty good odds for a team who seems to be the most talented team, I think. Well, that concludes this episode of On the Line. We really appreciate all the support. Uh, you know, you know where to find us at On the Line NCAA on Twitter at otlsports.net on the blog. We're definitely going to have a Cinderella story blog coming out soon where we're going to identify five or six teams that, you know, if you're really looking at a team, it, in a pool or in your bracket or, or a long shot bet to make the sweet 16, you know, five or six teams that have that potential. And I promise you the Jack Rapids will be featured, but we really appreciate any support, like share, subscribe, all that good stuff. We will record tomorrow and release an episode for you on Thursday morning. That's going to be more of our holistic episode, really capturing what has happened over the last few days in college basketball, conference tournament winners, buzzer beaters, 
uh fights fights in bryant going more into deeper dive of that as more evidence comes out because that was that was awesome but like like i said we always appreciate the love so anytime any feedback is always welcome and yeah see ya